I'm a woman with a purpose too. I have a purpose of letting other people know that you can never quit, never give up on your dream, and you're never too old to go after what you really feel passionate about. Hey everyone, welcome to Brands Therapy. I am Phil Palin. And I am Lauren. We are brand strategists. We have conversations with people in all different industries every single day. And someone around here thought it would be a good idea to start doing this for free. So the guests that we have on the show don't pay us. They are people that have challenges with their business and their brand. They're coming to us for answers. And the form of payment is not money. It's letting you get to listen in on those conversations. So Phil, what would you do if I told you that I knew someone who is a mom, a dog owner, a successful commercial actress, and a conspiracy theorist? <laughs> what would you say? I would say, well, that's a first. Because I joke that I've heard it all before, but I have not heard that. No, no, but somehow it works. So I loved, loved, loved this conversation. It was, it's just so fun. Probably one of the most fun talks that we've, we've had on the show to date. And um, I don't know. I think people will enjoy it. I hope people enjoyed it as much as we did. And he's one of those people that you just want to be around. You're going to discover that in just a moment. We'll get right to the conversation right now. Why wait? Let's do this. All right, let's go. I am a woman who is a passionate mother to a 13-year-old boy. I am also a woman who went through a midlife crisis four years ago and decided to do stand-up comedy and then parlayed my comedy to becoming an actress and uh, booking commercials. And last year, I actually booked 11 commercials and I was on a veil for five. So really, I had 16 bookings in one year, which is pretty unheard of, especially at my age. I'm a woman with a purpose too. I have a purpose of letting other people know that you can never quit, never give up on your dream, and you're never too old to go after what you really feel passionate about. That's who I am. Hey, group, I'm looking around the room. How much do we love Andy? <laughs> Andy, Aww. I like didn't know if I should like clap or cry. <laughs> oh, no, just be inspired. That's all. That's all. You know, that's it. It's funny because I was reading, you know, the, the form I was filling out, you know, what is your brand? What is your brand? I'm like, gosh, you know, it's more like, what is my purpose? You know, how do I get my message out there for what I'm doing? Because I think if we all just do things selfishly for ourselves, we're not going to succeed the way in which we should be. It's, it's if we can serve others and there's another reason for us following our dream or doing what we love or having passion about it, then it's even better. It's richer. It's juicier. It's yummier. Let's talk a little bit about that purpose then. Is your purpose to inspire people? It is. Yeah, I think I do that on a daily basis. I'm told I do. I, I meet people and I get emails from friends or I'll get, you know, part of, um, you know, I think my girlfriend and I, we were talking about Facebook and how so much of how you can know about a person is look at their Facebook page. It's interesting. You know, you can look at a friend's Facebook page and see their, it's full of selfies. Or you'll look at a Facebook page and a lot of their photos might be of food. And maybe that's because they're a foodie or they are, they're a chef or they're, they're a food producer or, you know, who are you when you look at your Facebook page? What do you put out there? And I think when I put out things on my Facebook, it's, I try to inspire people on a daily basis. It's a quote, it's a quip, it's a hashtag. You know, today I put things happen for a reason, you know, hashtag never give up, or it's never too late to follow your dreams, or I'll post a win. 
of me on set. And I'm not doing it to brag. I'm doing it to show that, hey, if you do the work, if you believe in yourself, if you get rid of the negative chatter and you focus on the positive, whatever you go after, you will you will get. And so if I'm getting this right, for 2018, you want to inspire people, but on a larger scale. On a larger scale. I definitely want to continue doing what I'm doing. Like I said, you know, booking a lot of commercials. I've been doing this now four years. Last year was my best year. And in looking forward to the next year, I'm like, okay, you know, this is great. I love doing commercials. A lot of actors started in commercials. I've learned a lot. I'm on set a lot. I'm with a lot of different directors. Now I'm ready. I want a co-star role. I want to be on a series. I want to be on, I want, I want to be on Netflix. I have my dreams that I want to go after. And along the way, also inspire other actors or inspire other people, inspire other women, especially other mothers. What did you do before you committed to acting full-time? What did you do for a job? My first job was I was a contestant on the all-new dating game when I was at the University of Miami in college in Florida. And I went to a a full-on cattle call for contestants at the Broward County Fair. And they were going to fly one woman and one man out to Los Angeles to to appear on the show in the dating game. And I was that one woman. When I was on set, and I hit that stage. That's when I knew. I was like, whoa. I mean, I've always been performing in high school. I was in plays. As a little girl, I was always putting on shows. I, was, I came out of the womb, that dancing and, and, and singing and wanting to always put on shows. And when I was on that stage, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. But I put myself behind the camera because I talked to the executive producer. And I said, listen, I want to come back and I want to I work for you. And I want to do an internship here. And he said, well, you'd be a great contestant coordinator because you've got energy. You're fun. You can talk to all, all walks of life. You talk to people. You listen. You're a good listener. And so that was my first job. From then on, I worked in, I worked contestant coordinating on different shows. And then I segued into producing and field producing. And then the last producing job I did was Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus with Sybil Shepherd, where I wrote and produced segments for the daytime talk show. Wow. So you know the industry. That's what's kind of fun is like you work behind the scenes for so long and now look at how much butt you're kicking in front of the camera. It makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, I think all of our experiences in life always come full circle and what we've learned we can always use for what we're going towards. And absolutely, all of my casting experience, my producing experience, being behind the camera has definitely helped me. Being a mom, being married, Everything, all of it has helped, you know? It's really, it's life life skills, you know? And Andy, I'm reading yeah. the About page on your website right now, and I just saw that you are the person who invented the body double conspiracy about Melania Trump, and my jaw dropped. That's you? Is that funny? That's you? Yes. Is that nuts? Yes. Oh my gosh. Crazy. So I had posted, for whatever reason, when I'm not obviously a Trump supporter, and I don't even usually watch him when he's on the news. I was putting my makeup on that day, and for whatever reason, I had CNN on, and he had a speech, and I, I kind of looked out, and I started to watch, and I swear Melania didn't look like herself. She looked weird. It looked like a body double, and I called my friend in, and I said, does this, does this look right? She goes, you know, you're right. There's something weird about it, and for whatever reason, something told me to videotape the screen, and I did, and then I let it go. And like, for, I could not let it go. I needed to get it out there and ask other people, is it just me or are we being duped? Is there something weird about this situation? And then as I was thinking that, he said, and my wife, Melania, who's standing right here. And I thought, oh, oh, that's it. it this is not her. And then I decided to post it on Facebook just as a as kind of a quip, like, hey, what do you guys think? And then a couple of friends said, hey, I want to share this. And I was like, okay. So I, I made it public. And then from there, it went viral. And then that's when the weed dude, I guess, tweeted it. 
And then he used my video and my pictures. And then he started his own opinion. And then a lot of people thought he started the Melania Trump, you know, conspiracy theory. But in, in reality, I had posted it four days before he even tweeted it. So, yes. How many shares did it get? Oh, my gosh. Like 150,000. And the likes Crazy. were in the millions. Like this was everywhere. Oh, the likes were in the millions. Yeah. Yeah, on Snopes, it's one of the top 10 conspiracy theories of 2017. <laughs> I, re- I mean, it's nuts. I was dying when this was happening. You actually reached out to me on Facebook Messenger and you were like, Phil, what the heck do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Like, how do I parlay my six days of fame? You know, every, you know, it's like all of a sudden I have like over a 1,500 friend requests on Facebook. And weirdly, I'm more prevalent on Instagram and Facebook. Like I have over a thousand followers on Facebook of friends and more so than Instagram and Twitter. So I didn't even tweet it until a couple of days later. And I don't, you know, so I, I didn't really quite know. I didn't even know this was going to happen. It was just a fluke. I mean, really, it was, it was totally, uh, it wasn't my intention to create a conspiracy theory. It was just my intention to put something out there and go, hey, what does everybody else think? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually kind of a fun moment because it comes full circle. I, in taking this discussion where we wanted to go, fitting with your goal of empowering others, inspiring others, the real thing that you need for that is an audience. So it's kind of fun that after that little, you know, side little right. jaunt, now right. we're talking about this. How do you grow an audience? I think particularly as an actor, particularly as a commercial actor, I don't know the immediate answer is, but we're going to talk about it today because this is what you need to take that next step and get you where you want to go. But it's especially hard, right? As opposed to being a regular on a TV series where an audience grows to love you and they want to know you in real life because you might be like your character on the show. When you're a commercial actor, you're on a commercial for 30 seconds, you're on a spot, boom, we see you, we recognize you, but we don't always fall in love with you. There are exceptions to that. There are exceptions to that. But certainly it's not the same as being a, a, a series regular. How has that challenged you? I concur. Yeah. Um, You know, it's funny. I think I I agree with you. And I think if you're the actress who gets lucky enough, like the woman who is on the insurance commercial, um, she was started as a stand-up comedian. Slow. Progressive? Thank you. Progressive. I was going to say Affleck. I'm like, it's not Affleck. They have the damn duck. I always want to replace that (laughs) duck. Yeah. So she's got progressive right, unless you have that kind of a large audience. But for me personally, what I do to get myself out there is no matter what, whenever I shoot a commercial. I'm always keeping that call sheet and I'm always reaching out to the producer a month later, three weeks later going, Hey, can I get a copy of my commercial? The minute you get a copy of that commercial, you've got to post it. You've got to put it on your Instagram. You've got to put it on your Twitter. You've got to put it on your Facebook. If you're going to put it on your Facebook, you've got to make it public. And a lot of times, you know, Instagram will only take a certain amount of videos. So sometimes I'll even have to just video the commercial from my computer or the TV, and then I'll just put that little bit on there. And that's how I get myself out there. So you have to be clever. You have to promote yourself. I think you're giving people a lot of ideas, and this is super helpful. I want to know, Andy, what do you need help with? If you could accomplish one thing by the end of this year, I've asked that question to a few people, but if you could accomplish one thing by the end of the year and make it as tangible as possible, what is it? And let's build a little plan to make it happen. Okay, so if I'm switching gears from commercials to scripted, how can I get my, my reel, my information, my bio, my headshot, who I am to the right people who are inscripted, meaning Netflix, meaning Hulu, meaning all of the, the platforms that are out there for us as actors? How can I tap into that without, you know, a lot of us think, oh, I have an agent. They're going to do that. Uh-uh. That's another misconception. 
just because you have an agent doesn't mean that you kick back and put your feet up on the couch. You have to do the work. In some ways, you do more than what the agent does for you. So my, I guess my question would be, how now do I take parlay my career, my commercial career, my, my talent, and how do I get it in front of, in front of the people I really want them to see now, the, the scripted? Well, I have some ideas that fit completely in the vein of what we've already been discussing. The mentality is... Okay, cr- let, me, let me get my pen and paper. Go. <laughs> and lucky for you, we're also recording it. But yeah, that's funny. We've had a few okay. guests also take notes, which cracks me up. So Andy... You've got the right mindset here because no one's going to do this work for you. You are right. People make the mistake when they're starting out and they go, the answer to my prayers is to find an agent or a manager who's going to do all this work for me. The answer to my prayers for when I write my beautiful book that everyone's going to want to read is to get a publisher who will do all the work for me and all I can be is a successful author that collects royalties. Eh, wrong, Eh. right? Exactly. Wrong. That's right. fun. That's fun to make that sound. So here's why I love you is that you already know this. So what are we going to do? How do we take control of this situation? Now we build an audience. We build our own yeah. freaking audience because whether you are a super successful commercial actor, you in every possible arena are still competing with people who are not nearly as talented, but bring a huge audience to the table. You've already got the first part figured out. You have the talent, the skill, the confidence to be able to perform, to book that next job, to make this transition from commercial to scripted. Let's sweeten the deal because every influencer gatekeeper out there wants to make a decision and get a two-for-one deal. The two-for-one being, I have someone who's talented. The second part of the deal being, I have an audience that I get to market to. By hiring Andy, it means that not only do I get her talent, but I get her audience. So this is where I loop Lauren into this. Because let's talk, let's get creative about how we build your audience. Any thoughts on this to kick it off, Andy? I have the fan, the Facebook. I have a large audience on Facebook. I mean, granted, it's not that large because when you look at other people and they've got 60,000 followers or 100,000 followers, 1,500 is not that much for me. So, yeah, I need you. I'm not quite sure. I don't, I, don't, I don't have the answer to that question. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I have some ideas. I can already tell from just the few minutes of speaking to you on the phone that if I had a problem, I would love to call you and ask you for the answer or for your insight. Like I sort of see you as like the new dear Abby. But oh, dear but I dear love Andy. That. Thank you. So I love that. Yes. Yeah, because you address serious things with a bit of humor and perspective, but I can tell that you also like know what you're doing. So with that in mind, I really, really would like to see actually before I go there, do you like writing or do you prefer more video? Okay. Stop for a second, Dalton, while Phil's out of the room. Do you want to talk about him? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. So I heard that Phil offers this service with me. It's called a brand. Oh, Phil's back. So, no, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me more about this service, though. So, Dalton, I think that our listeners should know about this little service that we call a brand audit. So, this podcast was actually inspired by the brand audit and you've sat in on some. So do you, when, for the ones that you've sat in on, what is, what have your findings been? Oh, it's so cool. It's like a brand, someone who has a brand telling you what their issues are or where they want to go. And then you and Phil, just like magic out of nowhere, help these people build up what they want and go out into the world. It's like a child, basically. You <laughs> raise them from nothing. 
So it's basically like a more magical version of what people are per- currently listening to. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So I'm glad that we both agree on the description. Let's tell people about it. If you go to philpallon.expert slash therapy, you will actually get a chance for 15% off of the brand audit service if you're interested in taking your brand to the next level. That's such a great deal. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I think that's all I wanted to say. Should we get back to the show? Yeah, let's do it. Great. Do you like writing or do you prefer more video? Every psychic I've ever been to, I know this is like, I'm digressing, but every psychic I've ever been to, like, you're a writer, you're a writer. I mean, I went to school for journalism. I, I thought I was going to be a writer. I don't have the discipline to sit down and write. So I know I'm, I can, and I know that I, I express myself well on paper and I do enjoy writing. But in some ways, I think it would be easier to do little mini vlogging. Yeah, I mean, video. And it seems even though you went to journalism school, you're more excited by video. So let's go with that. I am. Yes. I want us to create a schedule, like a weekly schedule that we can follow that that involves getting problems or questions for you from different types of audiences, but also lets you kind of take some liberties and make assumptions about what problems other people are facing. And you can do that by also being inspired by like the problems you're experiencing day to day. How does that sound, Phil? I love it. Sounds great. So Andy, I was looking at your Instagram and I think you do a really great job of bringing your kind of day to day life and I love the shout outs to your commercials. I think, but I think you do a really good job of integrating that into your posts. I think that one thing we can improve on is to be a little bit more regular so that your audience yeah. can expect something from you every single day. So let's figure out what your sub brands are first, and then we can assign a schedule like a day of the week to each of those sub brands. So obviously, you're a mom. And I feel like you probably dealing the fact that you're you've got a 13 year old. Um, you probably have some very interesting advice for parents of teenagers. Am I correct? Yes. Yes, especially a boy. Yeah. Perfect. And then I can also see that you are raising a puppy as well. Yes. 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 <laughs> so along the lines, Lauren, of what you're thinking, we need Andy to have a new and exciting excuse to put her personality out there and build a following based on that personality that is already the driving seller of Andy for commercials. It's your personality. It's the reason you people follow along to what you're doing. And we just need to magnify that. So a brand in this context is an excuse to create something that that helps you stay on others' radar and even more so build an audience around that. So even if it's a You know, I don't know. Is it a talk show? Is it a phone call? Is it like kind of what we're doing right now? What do you think, Lauren? I'm kind of thinking Instagram, where there are quick written posts about everyday problems. So maybe you have a really cute photo of your dog, like making a mess, or maybe there's like a video of your son throwing a tantrum and stomping out of the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like something funny like that. And you can make beef up your captions a bit more by offering some sort of like lesson or Andy-ism to that. So I'm imagining that for your gallery. And But I would really love, I would love, love, love to have like Instagram live shows because then you can capitalize on the trending hashtags of the moment. And if you're, you know, your dynamics, natural self, then people are going to be watching Will you explain, like, Instagram Live only gives me how many seconds? Because I don't use, by the way, I don't use Instagram Live a lot. I've maybe used it, I'm going to admit, maybe three times. That's it. 
Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is I need to use that more. That's going to be my my platform, my excuse to create something for others. Yeah. On the radar. It is, Annie, yes. because here's what we're going to do. Rather than waiting around for someone to give you this opportunity, let's freaking create this opportunity ourselves. That's what you're doing. Instead you- of on YouTube, but we're going to do it on Instagram Live. Yeah, I think it's cooler, and here's why. I'm not always okay, opposed this, to... This, is, this it- is really good. I mean, really, because a lot of people think that the way to go right now is to go on YouTube. But I feel like that's being completely... It's, it's overused in a way. It is. Uh, it's, it's saturated. Like it's saturated. That's the word I was looking for, Phil. It's oversaturated. It feels like old advice. Yes. And, and it's not to say that there aren't people who have great success nowadays on YouTube. There are, but there is such a small handful of that, that that is just not realistic, in my opinion. What's really cool about Instagram Live is that, A, it's a newer feature on Instagram. How many of your friends, think about this, how many of your friends are posting photos on Instagram? A lot. How many people are posting Instagram stories, uploads to their stories? Um, Less people, but still, there's a good number of people doing that. How many people are using Instagram Live? Not that many. Not that many. So that tells me It takes me back to the early days of YouTube, right? When not that many people were uploading videos. And those people are now the stars, the people that have stuck with it, the people that have taken an idea and taken it seriously. Don't wait for someone to give you a TV show. Make your own freaking TV show and treat it like a real thing. Those are the people that had success in the early days. So I want Andy to be successful in the early days of Instagram Live. That's what I want. I love it. It's the old adage, build it and they will come. And where you're choosing to create your foundation is Instagram Live. Exactly. And so I think to start, we should probably have you commit to doing one day a week where it's you're always going to do an Instagram Live. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car about to go into an audition, whatever you're doing. And, and think about what problem you faced or what you could really speak on. And it could be as simple as like, training a puppy when you have a million other things to do. Or it could be learning how to encourage your teenager without discouraging him. Or talking about the sex scene we just watched together in Black Mirror. Oh, God. That's that's a good episode. <laughs> that would be a good one. You know what I mean? But it happens. It happens. I mean, it, that's live. Yeah. And what's so great is that I think the brand that you have, Pretty Funny Mom, is awesome. And I think it it encompasses all of those sub-brands. So nothing needs to change on that front. It's more just creating a system for you to put your perspective in. Another thing I want to say is when actors and actresses hear, hear of, you know, a class or a book or a form, what they, you have to do it. You have to, you have to, when someone tells you to do something, do it. Don't just write it down and then and then not do it. So many people don't follow through or they'll walk the, you know, they'll talk the talk, but then they, they don't walk the walk. They don't actually follow through. There's so much lack of follow through. If there's anything like hashtag follow the fuck through. I love it. it. It's great advice. And not just factors. I feel like that's everyone. Lauren and I are nodding. We're like, you know, clients will pay us a lot of money to build something for them. And then they go off on their own and we're, you know, we're, they're prepared for that and it doesn't happen. And that's always our biggest disappointment. Like Lauren's saying, you know, Andrea, do one a week. Now, if I go, yeah, okay, Lauren. And then she checks my Instagram and two weeks from now, there's nothing on there. Well, then guess what? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So what is this horse going to drink, honey? Tell us what your next steps are. 
she's well now I'm going to go on Instagram live and I'm going to put a little something, something. How How many seconds do I have? I don't even know. I think with Instagram, Instagram live, you can make it as long as you want. That's the beauty of it. And it actually will like preserve the recording too, um, up in the top feed. So make it as long as you want. People will be on. You'll see how many people are watching you at the time. They'll have questions for you. So it's really interactive, which you would just excel at. And just you can promote it on your Instagram stories, which is available for 24 hours. So just choose a day, choose a time. And about 24 hours before, promote it and remind people to stay tuned because you're going to be on Instagram Live at, you know, 7 p.m. every Monday or whatever it is. And I think for... So let me ask you, is there a good time? Like, you know how sometimes they say there's really a good time to tweet? I think I learned this from you, Phil, like like in the morning, in the afternoon, and then like, uh, so it's New York time would be three o'clock LA time. Is there a good time when most people are on Instagram? It's a really good question. My gut feeling is that for Instagram live, you want people to be available and your audience, if you're, if you're really wanting the people at Netflix to ultimately see you doing these Instagram lives, they're probably going to be available out just outside of work hours. That's my gut feeling. It will also live for a while on the feed. But then what I would say to that, Andy, is it's a first world problem. We get to worry about that when you've got 20, 30 episodes down. We don't have to worry about that now. That's just one little complication that I don't even want you to put energy into. I want you to make it and I want you to try different times because I don't know the answer to that. I could could answer with something, but I don't know what it's based on. Every single person's audience is completely different. And I don't know when your people are checking, but you will know by trying a few different things and measuring that. That's the most important thing is keeping track of those kinds of metrics. Okay. Now here's another question. And then again, excuse my ignorance, but I think from other, other people will learn from me. What is the best way to obtain more followers? And I don't want to do it. I don't like cheating. I don't like paying someone to just give me 900 followers. I personally, it's, it, it hits my integrity button. Okay. I think that there's a misconception that with Instagram, you can just post and post and post and people will come to your profile quickly. Mm-hmm. That it, it does happen, but it takes a bit longer. So, so this is one of those situations where you have to go and find conversations. That's really mm. all it comes down to. And I would kind of put in your calendar once a day for maybe even 15 minutes, a time when you comb through Instagram outside of people who already follow you, outside of the normal brands that you follow, and you comb through the world of Instagram by hashtags or, you know, location or whatever and comment. Oh, wow. Okay. This is really good advice. That's a full-time job in itself, by the way, I feel. Like, seriously, like, you're right. If you, one has to be incredibly disciplined and get on a schedule. You know, Tony Robbins always says, starting your day, first of all, working out or doing something, exercising, good for your body. But the second is having a routine, having, you know, like you said, every day, you you know, you wake up, you work out, you have your coffee, then you sit down, you go, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to troll on Instagram for 15 minutes. And then every, every Monday at 7 p.m., 6 p.m., I'm going to do an Instagram live. I mean, you have to be so disciplined. Yeah. If it's important to you, you've got to make time to do it on an ongoing basis. And if you make time to do it, just like you would to work out, then you will notice results after a while. Now, the other important thing to add to that is you don't know what those results are going to be. 
So don't put too much pressure on yourself out of the gate if you have one, two, three, or zero live viewers on Instagram. Because you have to remember, it's not so much about the people who are watching you live, it's the people who will watch after you finish your live. And the final thing I'll say on that, specifically to actors and people looking for that, that gatekeeper influencer, you can't anticipate what is going to happen, whether it's someone who's a friend of yours on Instagram that watches that broadcast, or it's a friend of a friend. That person might say to someone, hey, by the way, it's fun you mentioned this in this conversation because I was watching my friend Andy who mentioned blah, blah, blah. Just like with relationships, we can't anticipate what the outcome of this is. All we can do is do, and we can do routinely, and that will work wonders. It's amazing. And what's so cool about this, Andy, is that you obviously have are a very observant person and you have a lot of opinions on many things. And now it's a matter of shifting your Instagram's purpose from documenting your everyday life to actually like shaping and structuring it. You're right. Shaping, structuring it and inviting others to go along with me on the ride. Go exactly. along, join me on the journey. It's a great example of, of how we can build a brand without overthinking it. You've got the brand name. Now we're putting context to how that can make sense for you and for a growing audience in 2018. I'm really excited about this. How do you feel about doing this? I'm excited. These are, I mean, this is really good. I don't think, and I would not have, I'm not lying. I would not have realized how Instagram Live is very similar to what YouTube was back in the day. And you're right. The people who started posting their videos and creating their own shows are the ones who succeeded. They didn't give up. Isn't she a ball of fun? Oh my gosh. She has such good energy. I want to go to her for every problem in my life. Can we call her back? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, she, she just is so charismatic. And normally I wouldn't say to everyone, like, tell us about your life. Just document your day-to-day -day life. Talk about your dog. Talk about your kid. But if anyone could do it, it's her. Yeah, I think people are genuinely interested in what she has to say and what her perspective is. Andy's one of those people where branding is your excuse to stay on other people's radar. And who yep. knows what's going to come from that? You just have to do it. You have to get into it, get into a rhythm, and put yourself out there. Well, look, if she could develop one of the year's top conspiracy theories, then I think posting about her puppy will be totally fine for her. That was so funny. We'd love to know what you think of Andy and our discussion with her today. Send us a tweet. I am at Phil Palin. I'm at the Lauren Moore. Use hashtag brand therapy. We want to hear from you. If you are listening, you made it this far on the podcast, then say hello. And while you're at it, go to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And subscribe. Yes. I'm always saying subscribe, but... I know, I always forget that. But know, we, okay. we want that because it helps new people find the podcast and hopefully they will find this useful too. Thank you. We'll see you next week on Brand Therapy. It's been a slice. Bye-bye. Next week on Brand Therapy. So I've actually, I haven't moved forward. So the main thing is how do I reinvigorate this and keep it alive? And uh, does this actually communicate what I hope it does?